Hey everybody, it's Craig from the University of Applied Research and Development. This is part of our veteran stories and I'm delighted to have Kevin with us, who is a Marine veteran. Hi Kevin, good to see you. Great, thank you for having me, Dr. Hanson. It's a pleasure. It's, it's an absolute delight and you've done so many things since your time in the military, but why don't you tell us about, about your time in the service and where you were deployed, what you did? Sure. Uh, you know, so my time in the Marine Corps, uh, outside of my training in places like San Diego and North Carolina. I, I spent mostly uh, on Naval Air Station Pensacola in Pensacola, Florida. I was assigned to Marine Aviation Training Support Group 21 as a, an 0111. If you Marines know what that is, uh, personnel administration. We were essentially responsible for all the administrative work that you know supported all the aviation training units like pilot school, aviation mechanics, air traffic control, all all that fun stuff. And, you know, throughout my short tenure, you know, I, I had a four year stint in the Marine Corps, you know, definitely many others who have uh, had much longer, more robust careers than I have, but uh, I never deployed throughout my entire contract, uh, which is a rarity, I, I guess, being in the Marine Corps. So I was always stateside, but, you know, my experience was very fulfilling. Um, you know, sometimes, People say to that, you know, like, oh, wow, you're, you're so lucky, you know, but, you know, that I didn't deploy. Right. But that was really one of the main reasons I joined, you know, at that time, you know, being a young guy. So, you know, um, I was really just at that time kind of really hungry to get out and serve my country. Um, and it was really the only thing I didn't get to do, like actually deploy go over, overseas somewhere. Um, I, I'm sure I would have had I stayed in. Um, but, you know, I guess you just have to trust the process. And, you know, I had a lot of unique experiences that I otherwise, you know, definitely would not have had, you know, as a young man, uh, young man in my uh, rather short military career of four years. Kevin, a lot of people don't understand the skill sets that people pick up when they're in the military and, and particularly in administration. And I was looking on the military crosswalk website and looking at the different skill sets that administrative managers have. And it's pretty wide and pretty deep, the things that you learn. What's some of the things that you, you've taken away that's been valuable from your time in the service and the role that you had? Yeah, um, you know, outside of the training, you know, what a lot of people don't know is all of the training that you go through, uh, can actually translate into college credits. Um, and I, I did go through personnel administration school in North Carolina. Um, but, you know, like if you're transitioning and, you know, you want to go to school or even if you're going to school while you're stationed somewhere, while you're active duty and, and using tuition assistance, um, don't forget to tap into all of the training you've done. Uh, the uh, the administrative offices, they, they've got all those records. So, you know, if you end up wanting to go to school somewhere, um, you can use your credits. But, you know, my work in, you know, the administrative field, I had certain qualifications. You know, for example, we have a TS security clearance, uh, you know, for a, a pretty mundane job. You know, personnel administration, you know, is not exactly secret squirrel stuff. You're not kicking down doors. But, um, you know, you do get the opportunity to build your resume. Um, as as a young man, I had a, the TS security clearance is a top secret security clearance. And, you know, with something like that, you know, when you get out into the civilian world, 
you know, getting a job for, you know, maybe a federal agency can, can definitely become a lot easier. Um, you know, just yeah. have certain experience and certain backgrounds working with, you know, big budgets, um, you know, checking in and, and working on thousands of Marines, uh, paperwork and tons of auditing and, you know, holy cow, it's like, it's like the corporate world on steroids. I'll tell you. That's <laughs> really good for people to know about the, the security clearance and how that can translate into the civilian world and working with the budgets and managing the staffing requirements of so many people. When you, when you left the military, what were some things that you did that you, that really helped you with that transition and moving back into civilian life? Yeah. Um, you know, like, look, I've, serving has always been the pride of my life and I could never imagine my life today had, had I not served and I was able to walk away with the skills and, and the tools to be successful as a, as a civilian. And, you know, that, that's a pretty long list, but I'll, I'll keep it short. And I'll have to say, I definitely have to say that one of those things would be resiliency. Um, you know, I've, I've been resilient and in, in pretty stressful and uh, quite awful situations that probably should have broken me. And, you know, that's really proven to be a game changer. You know, as a business owner, um, I'm an actor, uh, uh, as a friend, and really like all aspects of my life. And, you know, in the military, when you're assigned with a task, you don't, you don't exactly get to decide whether you want to do it or not. You know, you, you don't get to wake up one day and say, you know, hmm, you know what? I, I think I'm going to quit today. I'm going to go find another job, right? <laughs> so it really teaches you to see things through to their end. And, mm. you know, getting the job done, really no matter what. And that approach to life really does shine when you're a business owner. You know, and I, I like to say sometimes that there's a really big difference between I get to and I've got to. And mm. That's not only the weight of service and, and being a military man or a woman, but that's the weight of owning a company. You know, if, if you end up wanting to you know, do something like that after you get out of the military and run your own show. But, you know, being a business owner, you not only have your life and your future to worry about, but also those around you, just as it is, you know, in, in the military and those who may work with you or for you and the service that you provide. You're, you're doing something much bigger than yourself at that point as, as a business owner. And especially as your business grows, you know, there, there comes with it like this sense of just sense of duty and, and a caliber of responsibility on your shoulders that maybe non-business owners otherwise don't really have to worry about. Um, having a military background can really help you understand the gravity of what it means, I guess, to be, to be a business owner. And I don't think that I could, I don't think I could answer this question without mentioning the word motivation. Um, probably not in the way that you might expect. You know, any, anybody, anybody who served understands that probably that high morale all the time, uh, simply just not possible. <laughs> so, you know, one thing I've noticed throughout my career in the military was that, you know, really no matter what the level of morale was, uh, super high, 
super low, non-existent. The job always got done. Uh, And it really wasn't a factor in whether the job was going to get done or not. Um, Were you always smiling? You know, no. That's why the military is, you know, what it is. But the job got done. Um, And that's really, I guess, all that matters. Uh, I, I, I realized pretty quickly that you can still accomplish things without having, you know, a lot of motivation, uh, feeling really great about yourself. And there, there's definitely this difference. There's this fine line between being motivated and being determined. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, you know, like being motivated, it, like to do something, for example, it, it has a different meaning for me, at least, than being determined to do something. Like I, I don't really care much for motivation. Uh, it's like a currency to me. It, it, it comes and it goes and it goes a lot faster than it comes. So, you know, if you always rely on motivation to like get you through things, you'll, you'll quickly discover that, uh, you know, you can, you can definitely do it without that. You know, if you have a lot of experience with, you know, going through, you know, pretty high or low morale situations, but you know, like Mm -hmm. for motivation for me, bluntly said, uh, pretty worthless, I guess, because I, I've got to get it done regardless. Uh, does it hurt? It definitely doesn't hurt. And and I, I would never stray away. I would never run away from motivation. Uh, it, it's an awesome thing to be motivated. Uh, you know, feeling great is is fantastic. I, I'm, I'm a big advocate for it. But, you know, people tend the the like where the problem lies and what I've seen is that people tend to really rely on it. Mm. when it's not there, they crumble. Mm. And we'll, we'll always have the days when we're just, we're not feeling ourselves, right? I mean, we're, we're simply not motivated to do something. You know, you, you get up and you, you tell yourself, God, I, I'm just really tired today. I, I don't feel my best. Um, but, you know, no, like no matter who you are, you, you, you have those days, I don't care who you are. You, you, I don't care how successful you may be or, you know, what field it is that you're in. You have your days and, you know, you simply can't become your best self if you always need, you know, the, the day to be sunny and, you know, be you know feeling great about yourself. Uh, you know, I, I just, you know, those those days come and go. But those those are your growth days. You know, without adversity, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. never grow. you will never grow without adversity. So I. I seek adversity and and when there's an absence of motivation just know it's all part of the process right so character building day character building day for sure absolutely yeah that definitely i love that you've taken that or grown that and using that in your civilian life i just made some notes there that you know you've just got to get it done and you get to rather than you've got to i think that's a great perspective to to carry into your life particularly as you say as a business owner you know things just need to get done in the sense of ownership and commitment to the people that are on your team um, that you have carried with you into your civilian life and seeking adversity those are really really great points Kevin why don't you share with us some of the entrepreneurial things that you have done and you're doing and I think I saw a picture of you with Jodie Foster would that be right Um, you know what no that would be no, Jamie the, Lee Curtis. Jamie, Jamie Lee from Curtis. the Halloween movies. Yeah, yeah, her. She's fantastic. She's actually great. I love her. Yeah, she's she's a uh, she's awesome. Uh, I did a movie with her. 
It was called An Acceptable Loss. It's a, a political thriller. My scenes never made the cut besides uh, one very vague, very blurry scene. Um, I, I did have my own scene. We filmed it, but it never made the cut. Uh, <laughs> that's a part of being an actor, I guess. Um, yeah, that was in Chicago, actually. Um, gosh, what was that? That was 20... 2016, I believe. Yeah. Downtown Chicago at the, the Hilton on Michigan Avenue. That was in the kitchen of the Hilton Hotel, downtown Chicago. <laughs> what a great experience. Tell yeah. us some of the other things you've been doing. I know you've launched a company. Yeah. You know, so I, I guess it's always an interesting thing to try and introduce myself, you know, especially when you're an actor and you, you run a tech startup. It's kind of <laughs> two very contrasting career fields. Um you know, sometimes I'm not even sure kind of like where to start, but, you know, I'm from Chicago. Um, get a little background on myself. Uh, served four years, Marine Corps, got got out 2015. Um, and, you know, that was difficult in the sense that I was going to miss it, right? Um, waking up every day, putting on the uniform. Uh, that that was just a, a sense of pride that I'm, I'm not sure you'll find anywhere else, but you know, I had opportunities that I wanted to take advantage of as a civilian that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to, you know, being active duty, given that it takes up so much of your time, um, you know, being in the military really does kind of give you a, a reality, a reality check on, you know, how precious your personal time is. And I took advantage of every second, um, every second. And when I was in uh, Pensacola station out there, I, I used to go out to business networking meetups and and that's mm -hmm. how I that's how I got my on, on the weekends on excuse me I think every Sunday I went out to business networking meetups and I ended up meeting a filmmaker um, at that meetup that's how I got introduced to my first audition opportunity booked that role um, and that was my first acting job ever and that kind of like really got things going for me you know that sparked that really sparked my motivation um, and now I, I live in Los Angeles. Um, I started Ticket Bunny back in 2019 with a uh, very good friend of mine. Ticket Bunny is essentially Ticketmaster without the fees. We're, we're a zero fees ticketing platform. And we've been scaling and growing that um, ever since. We just started in 2019. So I, I still consider us uh, a baby. You know, we're still mapping things out, but it's going pretty well. Um, learning a lot. I, I'd never, never intended on having a, a, a future in ticketing. Never thought I'd start a company after moving to LA, uh, moved out there end of 2018, uh, use my GI bill. Actually, that's really at that time, why I was able to move out to that. That is what opened that door and that opportunity for me was so thanks to the GI bill, I was provided the opportunity to uh, essentially make my move to Los Angeles and further my education. Um, that was awesome. I, I was given the opportunity to go to the Lee Strasberg theater and film Institute. Um, wow. So that was, yeah, that was really great. And in, in Chicago, uh, I attended the Gately pool conservatory for acting as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, Kind of what I'm doing now, um, you know, the 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 acting career, um, Ticket Bunny, it's keeping me very busy. 
I dabble in crypto. Um, been doing that for quite some time. So I, that's probably a whole other conversation. Um, you know, the, the whole world of blockchain has really fascinated me. Uh, you know, I'm all over the place, man. I, I, I like activity. It keeps me sane. It keeps me, keeps me very happy, mm. you know. So the, let's focus on Ticket Bunny. What was the motivation for setting that up? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it was sort of an accident. Um, I had moved to Los Angeles probably a few months prior, three or four months prior. And I was having a cigar with uh, a really good friend of mine. And I had looked at my friend. I'm like, hey, you know, I've I've never been to a Lakers game, right? Like, who wouldn't want to go to a Lakers game? And he had been living there for almost 10 years and still hadn't gone. So we started looking at tickets and I, I, I get to Ticketmaster and I find some, you know, rather moderately priced tickets for about $70, $80, go to checkout. And, you know, it was like an additional 20 to $30 in fees. I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's pretty deceitful, right? So I'm like, hey, you know what? Let's find a cheap day. And let's try to find courtside tickets. You know, like I, I know you can get some pretty cheap courtside. Well, what would be considered cheap for courtside tickets? About fifteen hundred bucks. So I found some tickets, and I go to checkout, and it was an additional six hundred dollars per ticket in fees. Wow. In fees, right? You know, Ticketmaster has, you know, God bless them. Uh, you know, don't come after me for saying this, but you know, they they have been successfully sued uh many times in the past for deceitful advertising google ads all sorts of stuff uh multi-million dollar lawsuits um and you know they still kind of do that but uh that was really kind of the motivation i i, I was just looking at my phone looking at the tickets and i'm like man i'm like you know what like i i wish you could make these on a payment plan no fees you know like, mm. i know they, they make money on the ticket sale itself you know, ticket fees are not the only place that secondary marketplaces make their money. Uh, they also get a percentage of the ticket sale. So they're just, you know, milking you for more. Um, mm. and that's how tickets can get so just exorbitantly expensive. Um, you'll, you know, you'll buy a ticket and if it's a physical ticket that you get, you'll see the, the face value is like $25, but you paid 150 for them, you know? So um, I felt it was a sense of, you know, duty, I guess, you know, to, to build a platform that sold zero fee tickets. Um, I just looked at my friend. I'm like, Hey, you know, that sounds like a pretty good idea. Like payment plans, uh, zero fees branded, maybe as veteran owned mm. nothing, knew nothing about tickets, absolutely nothing about tickets. Um, we kind of just dove headfirst into it. The very next day, uh, we got, the, the website name, Ticket Bunny, um, filed the trademark right away and kind of got going on the website right away, found the third-party service providers, the the inventory providers. We were learning. There was a lot to learn in the first year. Um, it was a total nightmare. Uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> it was exciting. It was scary. It was all of the above. Um, mm. You know, having no experience in the field, but that wasn't really what scared, you know, my buddy and I to, it, it, it didn't stray that we, we weren't straight away from straight. We didn't stray away from taking it on and really 
showing the world what uh, a, a veteran and, you know, a hungry guy are capable of. Um, mm. And ever since we, we've really learned so much. Um, mm. We started a, a live events ticketing platform just under a year before the entire world shut down. <laughs> so that didn't really help, but um, we did learn a lot. Um, and it actually was a blessing in disguise for Ticket Bunny. At least we were given the opportunity to sort of like look at, things sort of pause and and give attention mm. to things that weren't necessarily getting the attention they deserved. Um, right. And we got to work on a lot of back end stuff that we didn't necessarily give too much att attention to uh, at the beginning. And yeah, man, like we've just been kind of going at it and it's been going really well. It's been next month, I believe is year three and wow. the progress that we have made you know, is just, it's, it's awe inspiring. I'm, I'm really proud of my business partner. I'm proud of myself, uh, the, the company itself, you know, we could have quit many times throughout, you know, our, our, our journey, uh, from mm -hmm. inception to today, we had a lot of obstacles. There were a lot of challenges, um, you know, but we stuck through it. And again, you know, we wanted to see it and we want to see it through to its end. You know, I, I think the statistic, what is it? A, a little over 80% of all startups that fail are mm. due to communication problems with, mm. with business partners. And, you know, like I, I, that's one thing I really pride myself in with my business partner is that we, we really take our communication very seriously. Um, and I think that that has, alone probably single-handedly saved this company uh many times so you know like look man i, I just it, i i believe in luck um a little bit of it with a, a an ounce of uh hard work and a little bit of ounce of uh good luck here and there but it's just all about consistency man i mm. it's about consistency you, you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room you don't have to be the fastest thinking you don't have to be the quickest. Uh, you don't have to be the smartest. You just have to be the most consistent. Um, you know, if That's you great. if you keep at something, eventually it'll hit. Uh, mm. Being consistent and really anything, at exercising, going to the gym, and, and having a good diet, right? You know, you're not going to lose those thirty pounds in a couple of weeks, right? It's going to take six months. It's going to take a year. Um, but you know, as as you grow. Uh, really does motivate you. You see the progress, you see the growth in yourself, you see the growth in your company. Um, and if you hang in long enough, you kind of feel too invested to leave. So, you know, whether you're in just mounting debt or you're in just a, a truckload of profit, you're, you're just so invested at that point that it, it can be really difficult to, to leave. And I, I, I really, really want people mm. to understand like the power of building something consistently over a year or two and seeing mm. all that progress, you know, looking back on, you know, all the obstacles and all the challenges. Um, I, I think it's really important to sit down and reflect on what you went through, uh, you know, all, all the things that you may have had to endure to, to get to where you are. So if you're ever thinking about quitting, realize that you know like look hey did i get this far just to get this far mm. 
So yeah, man, consistency. I, I, I don't, I don't think you have to be a genius. I, I am no genius by any means. I am no poet by any means, but I'm hungry. I'm, I'm consistent and I'm just determined. Um, and mm. I, I have a vision, you know, have, have razor sharp focus and believe in yourself, man. That that's, that's really it. That a, a lot of that I've learned throughout my time in the military, uh, you know, going through just tremendous uh, amount of stress or going through moments of low morale and you're just not feeling great or, you know, you, you have those days, you have those yeah. weeks, you have those months, right? Um, or even years. But you look back on those days and you realize, you know, yeah, those were my character building days. Like you said, yeah, those, <laughs> are, those are my growth days, you know, without yeah. that adversity, without that struggle, you won't grow as a person, as a friend, as a business, you should, you should be seeking adversity. You should, you should hope that challenge, you know, finds its way into your life. Mm. You'll never grow. You, you really won't. Um, you know, you should constantly be seeking challenges. Um, you know, so I think it's really important to look out for them. Uh, don't seek. I think there's a difference. But, but before, I, I move on from this before you move on from that. Uh, you should never find problems. Don't find, seek challenges, but never, this is something I, I noticed a lot um, in the military as a civilian. People really tend to spend too much time on seeking or finding the problems instead of finding solutions for the problems that find, that find them. I mean, problems are always going to find you, always. If there's a problem within business, your personal relationships, your love life, it really doesn't matter what it is. It it will find you. Um, you know, there are times where you kind of have to be proactive about it. If if you see a problem, obviously, um, you should act on it very quickly. But you shouldn't be proactively, constantly looking for the problems because they will find you, and that just takes away from your time from being able to solve. The problems that you you mm. already have, um, you know, you chase two rabbits at once, you end up with nothing. So it's it's really important to be efficient um, and and working mm. sort of like one thing at a time. And it can be pretty daunting uh, for those veterans who are planning on getting out of the military um, and entrepreneurship or you know being a business owner is sort of like in your crosshairs, and that's something that you really want to do. Um, really remember that it, it it takes it takes so much more than you know just kind of like waking up one day and be like hey you know what all right i'm gonna start a company uh hopefully we're in a profit in the next 30 days right it's it's a it's a mental barrier that you've got to get across um it's uh it's it's more mostly like your like psychology sets profitability and if you can get your psychology straight then you'll get your your profitability straight. You'll get your business straight. You'll get your relationships straight. You know anything that needs straightening out. Uh, it, it all starts up here, man. It really does. It all starts up there. If if you're okay up here and you're clear, your mind is clear in in the midst of a storm. Uh, I think that's why veterans do so well in you know like for example in in, in the world of finance. Uh, 
going to school, you know, working in very stressful environments. We, we do thrive in those environments because of obviously our, our experience, um, you know, being able to operate and work under an immense amount of stress. And for most of these guys starting at 18 years old, 19 years old, um, by the time you're, gosh, 18, 19, 22, 23 years old, and you decide to only do one contract and, and you know, four years, five years or three years in the military, I, I'm sure you've spoken to many veterans, you know, in the past, you really, you really do learn a lot within those few sure. years. And a, a 22, 23 year old, you know, getting out of the military, active duty, did a four year stint. Uh, it's kind of like, man, some, you have more experience than a lot of 40, maybe 50 year olds out there who have really kind of not maybe have done too much, but, uh, you know, just take it and run with it, man. You have the opportunities that open up after the military, um, because of the military, you should be taking advantage of. So there's That's a lot said about it, but yeah. Kevin, thank you very much for your time and thank you for your service. And I really appreciate you sharing your story and particularly those points of growth that you took from your time in the military and how you're applying them now into your endeavors with Ticket Bunny and your acting career and the different things you're doing. Really appreciate you sharing those things. I hope it will inspire and encourage those people who are either in the military and transitioning or they're a veteran and they haven't quite found their feet being back in civilian life. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So everybody, with um, with this video and with the show notes, you'll notice that there is a link to Kevin's LinkedIn profile. And uh, Kevin, I think we'll I'll have to go and adjust those notes and add in a link to Ticket Bunny so people can get their tickets from your website. That'd be great. It's the first choice with zero fees, which is fantastic. So thanks for doing that for everybody. And those of you that are in the military or you have exited, remember that you do have access like Kevin did using his GI Bill, um, and if you have access to the 911 Bill as well, to be able to access tuition. UARDO University does have access to VA funding, so do reach out to us if you want to get your bachelor degree or your master's degree. And we do give credit, like Kevin has said, much of your training and your experiences does actually yield college credit for you. We also recognize all the training certification and your experience and give you significant credit so you can finish your degree faster and then have more of your uh, benefits available for your family as well if it's study is what they want to do as well. So we look forward to seeing you again on another Veterans Story. Thanks for being with us.